Awesome. Hi, everybody. Welcome to our Horizon Weekly Insider number 120. Today is Monday, January the 10th of 2022. Thanks for joining us live here on Discord and YouTube. And please be aware that this call is being recorded right now and will also be available for you to check out later in our Horizon podcast in case that you miss any of the updates right now. Also, please remember to ask your questions on Menti. We have provided the link here in the chat section and we're going to be answering the top three at the end. Let's kick it off right away as usual with, the, with our updates from the engineering department. I'll welcome Alberto. Thank you, Angie. And let's see what we have for today. Okay, let's start uh, from the circuit side this time, uh, where the final code review of the C session withdrawal circuit has, has been started. And a few small changes were requested, and those have been already addressed. And so the review is ongoing, and everything is proceeding uh, well. Uh, on the SDK side, uh, the last week, we started the final code review also for what regards the integration of the C session withdrawal circuit into the SDK. And also here, uh, the review is going on very well, and we are targeting the next few days uh, uh, to finish it. And furthermore, always related to the SDK, uh, we completed the first level of code review of the sidechain test framework update to Python 3. And also here, the final code review can now be started. Uh, one last uh, thing regarding uh, the Blaze SDK is that in the last few weeks, uh, we have continued to work on the consensus mechanism that we are now finalizing. Uh, so, and here, um, we are uh, speaking about uh, the modifications that um, uh, will happen on the consensus to um, adopt a consensus that will achieve a much more, let me say, uh, speed uh, on the Blaze version of the SDK. And um, uh, in particular, um, we, uh, we have been analyzing more in details and finalizing, uh, let me say, a document. Uh, for what regards uh, the finalization of the, of the uh, let's say, the block of the epoch and uh, what is the procedure, uh, the, the kind of BFT protocol that uh, we, are, we are going to adopt uh, for finalizing uh, um, the, the final block of the epoch. So uh, now we have um, a document there and uh, um, a, a proposed solution that seems, uh, uh, let me say, working well. And um, we will have another session uh, just to be um, sure that everything is, uh, is fine. And then uh, we will schedule the uh, development uh, activities. <coughs> OK, sorry. Uh, for going on with, um, uh, with Zendu, um, as we mentioned last week, we're working on a couple of announcements to be included in the coming uh, release with the next deprecation cycle. A pull request has been opened and uh, is now going through the intermediate re review process. In addition to that, we finished updating the regression tests to be compatible with Python 3 also on the Zendu side. So this Python 3 thing was, let me say, quite impacting on many, on many uh, areas of the test framework. And also here, a uh, pull request has been opened and uh, is going through the intermediate review process. Okay, uh, last but not least, uh, um, on the proving system side, uh, we started looking at ways uh, for simulating uh, the floating polymatic. 
incentive scheme. So, for example, um, let's say that we have to wait and we have to also verify in the circuit. Um, let me say, um, when we calculate the um, eligibility of a forger uh, with the uh, with the prowse uh, consensus, we need to weight the result of the VRF uh, with the amount of with the percentage of stake. And this is uh, let me say we can see it um, as a I mean uh, a floating point arithmetic. Or in any case, um, we have to deal with numbers that uh, uh, are not uh, um, integers. And so. Um, also, for this reason uh, and, and others, we are uh, looking at uh, how to simulate the floating point arithmetic. So, and this is something that is uh, um, also going on and that would be useful also for the incentive schemes and other parts uh, of the code. And uh, staying on the proving system side, another update, uh, uh, because we are continuing to work on the accumulator that replaces the inner sum check, uh, that is, uh, let me say, the expensive part that we can get rid of. Um, with the Darling uh, um, proving system. So we have already achieved the first part of the task, which consists in the removal of the inner sum check. Uh, and now we are implementing the second part, that is the accumulator itself. So we are not performing the inner sum check for any any proof, but we are, let me say, accumulating. Let's use this way. And uh, um, so we are going to perform the expensive part just once. Okay, this is ongoing, and the intermediate review will start in the next few days. And as a last update, we are generalizing the small arithmetic integer gadgets, having a macro that allows to generate gadgets for integers of an arbitrary number of bits. Uh, probably all for today. Back to you, Angie. Thank you so much, Alberto. Let's continue with Chronic for some of the infra updates. Hello and happy Monday, everyone. So uh, a small update from uh, what infrastructure we'll be focusing on uh, over the coming year. So we are currently planning ahead for uh, the whole year. And uh, the focus will be uh, in, in two areas. Uh, on the IT side, we are focused on um, improving the tooling and uh, procedures and policies. Uh, and the goal uh, in all of this is to enable our uh, scaling, hiring, and uh, make our processes more efficient internally. Uh, and on the DevOps side, uh, we are planning to uh, tackle the infrastructure uh, as code um, uh, task this year, um, meaning that uh, all of our server deployments will finally move uh, under version control. We're also focusing on giving the best support possible to all of our developers. The team is growing. Um, more and more projects are in the pipeline, and all of those need uh, CI/CD pipelines. Um, on the tracking system side, uh, we will be focusing on um, scaling the infrastructure and uh, improving the code uh, with a focus on uh, long-term maintenance. So we will do some bug fix releases uh, and uh, some major changes internally uh, in terms of uh, moving to newer package versions, uh, scaling uh, MySQL databases, updating MySQL databases. Uh, but this should be largely transparent to the whole team uh, and to the whole users. Um, Additionally, um, there will be some maintenance releases of our uh, older wallets that uh, aren't being developed anymore, but still maintained, uh, namely Arison uh, and MyZen wallet. 
and uh, more to come for 2022. Uh, but now it's uh, my pleasure to introduce Yuri, uh, who's uh, a new hire for the um, infrastructure and DevOps department. He's a senior DevOps engineer. Uh, and please uh, introduce yourself, Yuri. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Yuri Sibirsky. And um, quick, uh, just quick story about myself. Um, I was uh, born originally in Belarus, Minsk and uh, migrated to the United States in 2008. Uh, currently, I'm um, residing at uh, Boston, Massachusetts, and uh, we have a lot of snow. Not sure about you guys. How is everything for you in terms of snow? But winter is uh, all in. Uh, for the last four and a half years, I spent uh, working in a data analytics company that uh, is basically utilizing AI and ConceptNet at its core called Luminoso, and um, uh, it was a great experience. Um, I've been pretty much doing everything there, like anything IT related. So we used to be called tools, infrastructure, DevOps, SRE. So basically pretty much doing anything that um, we could. And um, I'm really excited about uh, joining uh, Ryzen Labs. Um, in general, I was always like interested into blockchain, but never had a really big valid reason to learn to learn it from inside out and uh, now i'm actually doing it so it's pretty exciting and uh lots of conversations you know going on about uh, blockchain becoming a uh, paradigm you know number five and uh, we'll be more than happy you know to come on board now and um, take place into contributing to the you know future of technologies that's pretty much it Awesome. Thank you, Kranik, for the updates. And Yuri, welcome uh, again on board. Super glad and happy to have you join us. Um, let's continue uh, with Rohan for the BD and operations side. Good morning, everyone, and happy Monday. A um, lot of exciting things happening on our side on the BD at Horizon Labs. Um, without giving out <laughs> details and new names, I know the team is super excited to know uh, who our new partners are, but I can tell you that we have inked uh, three partners uh, within our pipeline. I'd be more than happy to tell you, but we are still working internally on the marketing material and how do we want to announce it. But these partnerships, uh, you know, are in various verticals, uh, some around uh, gaming, the others around fine art, and then others on the luxury and lifestyle brand. So as soon as some of the details on our end and their end uh, get finalized, I'll be more than happy to so flies with everyone on this call. But till then, um, <laughs> I'm just uh, too tight-lipped to to let it all out. Uh, but as I mentioned on our call uh, call prior to uh, uh, last year, uh, we have tons of great uh, deals coming through the pipeline, and we are super excited uh, that a lot of name brands are approaching us and really, uh, you know, helps us validate our case. Uh, uh, in terms of what we are doing with the technology and the service we are providing to our partners. So that, that's a definitely a testament uh, to the quality of projects that are coming to and looking to work with us. Um, so that's a quick update on the partner. And I'm very certain in the next uh, two to three weeks, I'll be able to announce a lot more names on the call as well. But till then, please be patient and appreciate all you guys' patience on this call so far. Um, last, a quick plug-in would be on the uh, the hiring side. As I mentioned uh, in December as well, our team is growing rapidly. 
That means we are looking to hire people. Uh, we are looking to expand our team beyond just BD and looking to you know create new verticals on the strategy side and also on research and design side. So uh, we are in the process of interviewing for a blockchain strategy uh, strategist role, and we're also going to be adding shortly. A, uh, a role around token design. So game economics, token economists, uh, those are the kind of roles uh, we'll, we'll be looking to fill in within the broader BD umbrella. And also as we look to stand up our strategy team, we'll be looking for more strategists uh, with uh, tons of experience within the token, NFT, gaming, or crypto blockchain space at large. So um, I'll leave uh, you all with that and really appreciate it, Angie. Thank you. On to you. Thank you, Rohan. Uh, let's continue with Lucy for the marketing updates. Hello, everyone. Happy Monday. Um, so last week, we officially announced uh, our partnership with DotRK, a blockchain gaming platform. So DotRK built, uh, uh, will build their gaming metaverse similar to uh, Axie Infinity and the si uh, Sandbox on Horizon. So they're going to um, explore ways to leverage Zendu and uh, uh, Zero Knowledge to upgrade their gaming platform uh, for Web3 gamers uh, and then also allow them to store and trade in game assets like their token and NFTs on Horizon's uh, uh, privacy pr uh, preserving uh, network. So we are planning on an uh, AMA with their community next week. Uh, so please stay tuned for that. Uh, we also uh, released the uh, 2022 roadmap last week. Uh, you can check it out on our Twitter and then also here on uh, uh, Discord. So what I'm most excited about um, are the uh, tokenization platform uh, and EVM capability and all the inf uh, improvements that we will be doing for the uh, um, Blaze SDK to make it more user-friendly for our developers. So uh, check it out if you haven't seen uh, the uh, roadmap. And then also an important update about our support desk. Uh, instead of submitting a uh, ticket through the support desk, we are now utilizing the uh, uh, Help Me channel here on Discord. Uh, you know, to troubleshoot uh, shoot and uh, uh, provide support uh, for any end user related issues. And lastly, we are hiring. Uh, we just we just can't hire fast enough because, you know, so many uh, exciting things are happening on Horizon. And that also means that we need more people power to uh, to make things happen. Um, and uh, we uh, uh, we've just added two new roles on the job board. Uh, community manager and a marketing associate. If you or uh, if you know someone who uh, have strong marketing background or have experiences in building and maintaining a crypto community, uh, we want to speak to you. Uh, so uh, we also have four other roles to fill uh, as well. So please check out our uh, career page and also share it with other people. Uh, that's it from me. Back to you, Angie. Thank you so much, Lucy. And next in line, we have Rosario for the product and engineering updates. Great. Happy to hear we'll finally clone Erica and have other great uh, community managers on board. Uh, welcome on board, Yuri. It's great to, to have you and seeing the, the team grow. Uh, and I will be announcing two new members uh, at the end of my, my little speech, but... We saw the, the first draft of our roadmap uh, going out on social media. We published a list of projects and are scoping the, uh, the details uh, and 
to be able to assign dates. So I see a comment on Menti on, on that. So that's something that's in the works. Uh, but that list of projects is everything we hope to achieve uh, within the uh, 2022. And the highest priority for, for us is showcasing Horizon as a tokenization platform. Uh, we've started now that we have Zendu and we're able to launch different sidechains uh, in a, a very uh, flexible, customizable way. Uh, we've started uh, the building blocks of this project, of the tokenization platform project. And uh, we're currently deep diving. Just to give you a little bit of an insight into how we've done this, there's there's a first major sh change and shift in a paradigm and how we go about projects. So uh, we have a newly formed uh, product management team uh, and excited to have John and Victor. Uh, they will be productizing this tokenization platform to include all components from sidechain backend to web interfaces to launch a token. So it'll be a complete uh, product focused on the on the front end. And just to give you an idea of uh, what this will include, it, it will include a, a web wallet. Uh, so it, it'll have a sphere web and we will be working on deprecating the, the uh, eventually the, the sphere desktop. But this will include all components. And we're really excited to showcase uh, Horizon as a uh, token uh, platform, tokenization platform. Uh, regarding uh, some projects that we've had uh, with Horizon Labs, uh, like ZK Audit, uh, we've completed the end of our proof of concept uh, and we are able to launch an auditing platform uh, that uh, uses uh, ZKPs. We are planning a marketing campaign with our Celsius partner in the upcoming week. So you'll see more on this and a roadmap for ZK Audit's next steps. And with that, it's my pleasure to introduce uh, two new team members on the product side. Uh, ben, uh, if you can uh, come online. Ben, if you'd like to introduce yourself, uh, Zen Ben. Yeah, sure. Thank you, Rosario. Yeah, so I have uh, live in the Atlanta area and I've just recently joined in the in the past month here, um, all onboarded and ready to go. Uh, my background is mostly in the ed tech and some HR and payroll service companies. So um, a lot of backend development has been my forte. So uh, service oriented architecture, identity access management systems, you know, onboarding, um, a lot of a lot of different backend systems in my time. So really excited to be a part of Horizon. Um, love the ecosystem. Love the team. Love everything we're about, and um, yeah, just really excited to be a part of the the journey and the adventure we're on. Thank you, uh, Zen Ben, and for being part of this journey. And Zen is currently assigned to our tools team, and this is going to be the tools uh, the, the team that really launches Horizon uh, best in class tools, making it easy to for developers and other uh, builders to uh, build on Horizon. So, welcome to our team. The next person I'd like to introduce is Andrea. Andrea, uh, welcome to the Smarts Contracts teams and to Horizon. Thank you, Rosario. Um, hello, everyone, and happy Monday. My name is Andrea Stico. I'm 26 years old. I was born in Cosenza, a small city in the south of Italy. Now I'm currently located in Milan. I'm a back-end and blockchain developer. I'm working in software engineering for three years, 
with experience as Java developer and Solidity developer on projects involving exchange integration, cryptocurrencies integration, and smart contract development. So in my short work experience, I always worked on projects strictly related to the blockchain world. I'm really excited about the projects I'm working on here at Horizon Labs. I think that they are really interesting and innovative. They help to give a great contribution for the success of the current project and of the future project I will participate on. So thank you. Well, welcome to the team, Andrea and Ben. And uh, that's it from products. Thank you. Thank you so much, everybody. Welcome on board. Now let's welcome Rob for the leadership updates and the Q&A session. Thank you, Angie. Hello, everyone. Um, okay, I'm going to start by welcoming our new team members, Yuri, Ben, Andrea. Guys, we, we're really uh, happy to have you here, really looking forward to working with you and having you guys contribute to this community. Uh, and like Lucy said, we need a heck of a lot more people power. So we have so much going on in our roadmap that you see um, publicly is quite ambitious. And it's there's a lot that goes into each of those items. And, you know, it's something where publicly committing to, we're going to get it done. Uh, and we need people, we, we, we need more people, right? So uh, we committed to that roadmap, given the resources that we currently have, and with the expectation that we're going to be building out the teams that we have here. And the fact that we have teams and not just a single team is really important, because we're doing many things or multiple, very important things in their own right in parallel, we have to. We can't just do things sequentially. We have to be able to execute at a greater pace. And that's exactly what we're doing, exactly how we're stru you know, structuring our teams and uh, really looking forward to having the new guys on the team and continuing to expand there. So there are so many moving parts right now. So let me just start with what's on my mind, well, right now. And like Rosario said, uh, my main focus is clearly on tokenization and in particular on building this tokenization platform. So we will be able to issue tokens in Horizon in Q1 on mainnet. This is our commitment, and we are going to pu be pushing really hard towards this end. Now, when I sat down and I started thinking through all of the, I don't know, 20 or so components that have to go into making that a reality, because I'm talking about a platform here, not just um, you know tokenization sidechain, not just whatever you want to call it. We're talking about a full platform, which is essentially we are launching a new blockchain, guys. We are going to launch a new blockchain that will be specialized in issuing tokens, uh, ultimately fungible and non-fungible. And we'll see if in this first cycle for the V1, we'll be able to do both. We're not sure yet. We need to have a real requirements look and freeze requirements so that our development is you know, on track where we can get something onto testnet uh, very quickly. But um, you know, th this really is it's launching a new blockchain, which means it has to have all of the full suite of you know, accompanying software that will make it a success. So before I even get into what those things are, let me just uh, acknowledge the, the balance that we have here, where we have to balance the idea of making everything perfect with just sometimes needing to get things done ASAP. Uh, and we are in one of these, these scenarios where we must be able to issue tokens as a credible crypto ecosystem, we must be able to issue tokens, you know, just period, right? Uh, we, we need to be able to issue fungible tokens, we need to be able to issue NFTs, then we need to be able to launch certain types of applications that can do things with those those items, whether or not they're swapping, whether or not they're, you know, creating liquidity pools, what, whether, whether or not they're lending platforms, whatever they are, they will be 
a robust roadmap for all of these different things, but it starts with the foundations of being able to issue tokens. We launched Zendu on December 1st this last year, right? So we're, we're less than two months post Zendu, but let's acknowledge the reality. There's a limited window of patience for everyone, for team, for community, and for me as well, personally, right? Before we just need to start seeing tangible things that launch with it right? and make use of Zendu. We can't just put Zendu out there and call it a day and think everyone's gonna be happy. Now is the time where we will be launching tangible applications with Zendu starting with tokenization and we have a variety of others but before i even go into those i'm gonna say let's just go into some of the details of what i mean by launching this tokenization tokenization platform so it starts with a side chain with internal capabilities for at least issuing fungible tokens and like i said we we will do our best to also include nfts in this first launch that may not happen just to set expectations at this point we need to have uh, a requirements freeze, a tech freeze, so that we have a tangible target for when we can release something into a testnet because it, this is going to be a production grade piece of software, which means we have a whole variety of testing that we have to do around that. We need a wallet so the tokens can be retained with a GUI, a user interface, so that people can just see like something, a piece of software so that they can see how many tokens they have, what kinds of tokens they have, so they, they can send tokens, receive tokens, and so forth, right? So that wallet is on undergoing development right now. It's a web wallet. We need a block explorer so the world can see and search all transactions on this particular sidechain. We need a deployment package with documentation so that after all of this work is done, uh, we can have our integrations a BD team approaching exchanges and we'll pre-socialize this with them so that um, you know they, they actually Horizon tokens can be listed on exchanges. That's really important to make this real, right? We need to, to be able to have some token, or at least the, the tokenization sidechain, the node that runs that needs to be integrated with exchanges so that exchanges then have the option to list particular tokens that get issued on that tokenization uh, sidechain. We need as rigorous testing as possible for this deployment. This is not a POC. This is a production grade piece of software, which means, like I said, we need to freeze requirements and we, get, we need to get this on testnet ASAP. What does ASAP mean here? Probably February, right? If this is going to be launched in Q1, it means we need to have something on testnet probably in February. We need enough time. I mean, clearly the full battery of testing includes unit system, integration testing, community testing, third-party testing that we're probably going to want to contract an independent third party or two or three to test the software. Maybe we want to do a hacker one like uh, bounty program around it, right? We need time to be able to organize and execute these types of things that need to happen, right? So if we just back the schedule into, you know, when we need to get this thing on testnet, it's really soon. We have literally weeks, if not a month maximum to get this thing into a testnet. Um, so we need to make sure that we know exactly how to, like how to do things like we're going to need to uh, upgrade the software over time. We're going to have to upgrade the, the tokenization sidechain. So do we know how to execute a hard fork of a sidechain in production? These are the types of edge cases that we're going to need to test rigorously. What happens if a sidechain seizes, right? Our tokens lost, clearly. That's not going to happen. We're not going to let that happen. We need to have plans for all these different things so we understand the edge cases, what are the worst, worst case scenarios of things that can go wrong and plan for them, test them, make sure we know what, what to do in any potential scenario, make sure the software is robust enough to be able to handle these types of edge cases, in, in particular, the really important ones. 
are we going to do a third-party audit? Well, that takes time. When would we start it, right? So this, the, all of these things go into the consideration for what we mean when we say we're launching a piece of software. Um, okay, so as such, we're going to do things a bit differently because this is the first, um, you know, Marisu said this earlier on a call, maybe the first product, quote product, that we're actually launching here into production. Um, and because, literally, like there, there are no unknowns in this scenario. And, and this is, we know everything, we know how to do everything that's happening here. We know how to build wallets, we know how to build explorers, we know how to build sidechains, how to deploy them, right? So at this point, it's a matter of integrating everything and doing it together, coordinating this big dance across the entire organization to make sure that everything is coordinated and executes efficiently and on schedule, right? Um, so we, we, uh, we've already made a lot of progress on a lot of these different components. And as I put together this 20-point email or so I sent to the, the uh, tokenization team over the weekend, I, I realized, actually, it, it may seem like this is a very daunting thing, and it is. To, to some extent, it, it is daunting because it, it's complex. There are a lot of moving pieces, but actually, you know, every one of those pieces has work that's already been done on them. The backend for the blockchain software, uh, Paolo and his team have already done a, a good chunk of it. So already we can issue a single token on a sidechain. Web wallet's already well underway. Um, if Block Explorer base case is just about done, next step is just a customizer for the sidechain. DevOps and Infra have had a ton of experience deploying sidechains, you know, previously on Testnet, and, and now we're going to be, we've had a ton of lessons learned. Now we need to make sure we can do all of this in production um, and keeping them from ceasing, right? Our integrations and BD team knows very well how to coordinate with partners and how to get tokens listed, right? So we have a, a big leg up there and a lot of different partners across the board that we can work with. Um, there will be a long run strategy here for how this tokenization platform evolves. So don't expect everything to be in this V1. In fact, I think, like I said, starting this conversation, perfect is the enemy of good here. And at this point, we just need to deliver something good. We need to be able to deliver minimum basic capabilities to this ecosystem. So expect a roadmap for the tokenization sidechain. It's not just launching something here in Q1 and calling it a day. Expect probably quarterly deliverables. This is a product. And like Rosario said, and what I meant actually when I said that things will be running a little differently this time, because it is a product, it, it will have product management, right? We're actually looking at this from the user's perspective. When we deliver, we will deliver with documentation, tutorials, deployment packages, right? This will be easy for partners exchanges to integrate. This will be easy for users to actually use. Um, so how does this fit into the overall strategy? Right? I don't wanna just go only deep on this one particular thing because this is an important pillar and a much broader strategy for our ecosystem. So what is our ecosystem? And you know what, what should you guys expect? Well, just going back to basics, Zendu, what we launched uh, in, on December 1st, enables thousands of networked blockchains. Okay, we'll check. We did that. That, that was a huge, momentous, literally momentous accomplishment to be able to deliver that. But now we're, we'll start with some of the super important sidechains that have to accompany or the, the particular infrastructure or chains or capabilities that we have to have as a crypto ecosystem. Uh, and we're starting off the tokenization, like I said, uh, we have the ability, guys. So I, I want to paint the broad picture of what this, this ecosystem will look like, say, one, two, three years from now as we evolve this. We're launching a tokenization uh, sidechain so that we can do fungible, non-fungible tokens. That Zendu itself is, is agnostic to the types of blockchains that can be launched in our ecosystem. We can have private blockchains. We can have some public blockchains. We can have everything in between, right? All of them capable of leveraging the benefits of a public network. This is the big innovation here for Zendu, right? By sending certificates from sidechains back to the main chain. 
We will have an Ethereum virtual machine for smart contracts and EVM so that we can have Ethereum compatibility and smart contract capability in our ecosystem. We're, we're gonna knock down two birds with one stone with this one. It is a big project in itself. It's not something that should be taken trivially, but Alberto likes to remind me, which I, I love hearing, he gives me confidence, is all of the components of that need to go to the EVM are defined, they're well known, and it's a matter of integrating them. So it's not like we're inventing something new here from scratch, designing it from scratch, and then going through iterations of testing it to make sure if the development even makes sense, if it's gonna work. No, we're talking about components here that are well-known, understood, and need to be integrated. It's still non-trivial. It's a really big project, but it's, it's an important pillar for this ecosystem we're, we're, uh, we're building. You will see, expect to see customer or application-specific chains that will launch uh, because some use cases are just better with their own blockchains. Right? That, that was the premise for our scaling to begin with, was we want to create um, you know, generalizable very flexible, very powerful sidechain type of architecture. Well, part of that architecture will be application specific or customer sidechains. Like some customers will just want their own blockchains. As an example, we will have data infrastructure chains. Like that, this is really ZK Audit is an application on top of a data infrastructure chain. And the, the data infrastructure that I'm talking about are snarkified versions of other chains, right? So this is just one example. We will start with a snarkified version of Bitcoin. We've done this in a PUC already for ZK Audit. We need to mature that. And then I'd like to go and launch a snarkified version of Bitcoin as a Horizon sidechain. And then we'll go and we'll add a snarkified version of Ethereum and so on and so forth. We'll probably rank order them based on the, you know, the cumulative value TVL or, or the value of digital assets on these different platforms, these different L1s. We'll, and then we'll launch snarkified versions of them as Horizon sidechains. You know, and as we go forward, we'll probably see other specific chains, like maybe an AMM chain, an automated market making chain. I'm just just making that up as maybe that's not the, the way to go. Maybe we'll, I'm for sure we will have a variety of different AMMs and DEXs once we get our, our EVM chain live. But maybe we want a blockchain dedicated infrastructure for, for token swaps, right? Maybe it's more efficient. Maybe we can do things that, you know, an EVM can't do, right? So that's an option. Now... As we go forward, there's two types of chains, or, or our SDK, um, I see two types of possibilities, just you know, in, in the, say, the short to intermediate term. The first set of SDKs, we, you know, Blaze, you guys know, Lattice, you guys know, it uses Zen for incentives via transaction fees, but we have a lot of interest from people, and, and I think just generalizing this further and just you know, thinking longer down the line, not everyone wants to use Zen. But Zen is absolutely critical, obviously, for networking these chains and then connecting them to you know, security properties of, it, of our main chain. But there's no reason why we can't abstract away the use of Zen, right? So the second type of, of SDK uh, set that I see, or maybe we abstract away the use of Zen and just acts on the back end. Developers can have their own tokens. We have a lot of businesses and developers that want their own tokens, and their own tokens can be used. It's part of, you know, uh, you call it consensus, call it uh, incentivization for actors on their own chain, right? And then maybe Zen settles on the back end, really just so we can network and integrate with, uh, with uh, your main chain and the rest of the ecosystem. And all of this needs to be done in an automated fashion. Not to go too far down the weeds of the types of products you're gonna see here, I'm just trying to paint a picture of the bigger ecosystem that, you know, we've laid the foundations for and now we're, we're filling in the pieces, right? Um, so we, we know that as this ecosystem evolves, um, you know, currently we have Zen that can go from main chain to side chain back to the side chain. Uh, we will make sure that tokens now can go between side chains that, that in itself will be a project. Um, I, I know Alberto, the engineering team have already been thinking about it. 
But just to show you guys, this is, we've taken years to build this and now it can seem like sometimes things go a little slow, like how many months post Zendu delivery before we can issue a token in the Horizon ecosystem. But then things go fast, right? This is nonlinear, and we're designing this now to be nonlinear in the sense that as we lay the key infrastructure, like tokenization platform, like the EVM chain, then these are systems that other people can now take and run with. You know, people can use them for consumer products. People can launch their own NFT marketplaces, their own tokenization platform or tokenization, uh, you know, products around our our side chain. Once we get the EVM chain up, we will then be able to have a lot of different types of potentially thousands of different smart contracts that uh, come from the Ethereum world and the other Ethereum compatible you know, ecosystems that are out there. Then now we can get here. But really, it's about opening things up so that you know, people can build. And we're not just doing things sequentially on our own. We're doing many different things in parallel. But this is that weird phase, guys, as an ecosystem where we need to get these next couple critical pieces of infrastructure up there. These pillars of our ecosystem need to be launched so that it really just opens up and you're not just hearing from us as as a core team, for instance, every single week, you're actually hearing about a lot of other projects doing a lot of other things in our ecosystem. So it's all coming and it's all coming very quickly. Just we need to be methodical about it, make sure that we're carving out the right requirements, locking them in and then deploying. And we get we need to get better at deploying and we are. And we're you know, building up the team, as you can see. Every time you guys join, we have new team members that are joining the conversation, joining the team. Um, so a lot more is going to happen. 2022 is going to be a really big year for us. So stay tuned. And I'll stop here, guys. I know I'm a bit over. We can open up to any Q&A that we may have. Great. Thank you so much, Rob, for the updates, as well for everybody with contrib uh, for contributing with your questions. Let's see, uh, question number one, is Horizon Labs planning to build any DeFi yield platforms in-house? Any hard dates or ranges on DeFi partnerships? So the answer is probably yes. Um, and the answer is we, we are in conversations with different uh, DeFi application partners. Uh, our preference literally is to, to lay the foundation so that other people can build here. But at the same time, I'm not a, if you build it, they will come kind of guy, like field of dreams, right? I, I'm a pragmatist in the sense that I prefer that other people come and build and we just kind of lay the foundations, the building blocks for them. But I'm well aware that Horizon Labs will have to step in and lay critical application infrastructure so that we can just really jumpstart DeFi. My, my big goal of 2022 is for DeFi to exist in the Horizon ecosystem. And I don't think it's magically going to happen. I think we lay foundations so that other people can build. We incentivize them to build, and we'll have some big incentive programs that we'll be uh, announcing in the near future. But also from a pragmatic perspective, and this is why we've been uh, accumulating one of the one of the big reasons why we're building a, a Solidity smart contracts team within Horizon Labs, right? Because we we are very much aware that the company will likely have to build certain applications to just get them out there right away. We we don't want to wait. We don't want to hope that other people are going to come and build. We want to make sure that we have the, capa the capacity, the ability to really just deploy on our own. Second question is, will you have a grant program? We will, absolutely. So we're going to have a combo program. So, okay, I'll just tell you, Mike, we will have a hybrid program where there are other partners like MXC, their pioneer programs committing part of a $100 million bucket of uh, funds into developing the Horizon ecosystem. There will be other programs like that. And we have a big one that we're going to be announcing that we structured, the foundation structured. 
Um, and then there will also be just a straight up grant program because some things just aren't commercial in nature. Some things just need grants. Other things you can you can pair a grant with some VC funding and we'll have um, you know, multiple options. Great. And the third and final question is, when we will be able to make NFTs on Horizon? Well, guys, I, I wish I can give you a, an exact date, but after everything that I just said, uh, you know, the, the one bit of expectations management that I do want to say here is uh, I'm not sure if NFTs will also be part of the V1 of the tokenization platform. I'm not sure. Uh, the, the mandate is we, we have to get something up in Q1, which means we may have to truncate the requirements so we can actually do it and do it well versus try to put everything that we need into, into this platform. So that may come in, in the V2 of it, or it may be in V1. Uh, what I think we owe you guys is we need a requirements freeze and we need to communicate those that what, what fell on the left side of that requirements freeze to you guys so you understand exactly what's going to come in that delivery. So we'll take that action and we'll do that and communicate that to you guys if not next week, then the week after. Awesome. Thank you so much, Rob, for answering the questions as well as the community for contributing with them. Uh, so that's it. Thanks, everybody, for joining us here each and every week. We'll see you all next Monday for the latest Horizon updates. Have a great week. Bye.